Welcome and thank you for joining the Society for Clinical Research Sites for SCRS Talks. I'm Jimmy Bechtel, Vice President of Site Engagement with the Society. SCRS Talks is a program that allows our partners and those that we work closely with to take a few minutes to address issues of industry concern, share exciting achievements, and learn about our growing community. Today, we are lucky to have one of our new global impact partners, TPS, with us to share some of their exciting achievements and talk about their recent addition to the program. Let's take a moment to meet our speakers. Uh, first, we have Jeff. Jeff, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Hello, I'm Jeff Repper. I'm the vice president responsible for our uh, site-facing solutions here at TPS. I work with our sponsors and our clinical trial sites to develop innovative solutions to some of the challenges that face uh, clinical research today. Uh, prior to joining TPS, I built and ran a network of uh, clinical trial sites, and predominantly we focused on industry-sponsored late-phase clinical studies as an ancillary service model to large and medium-sized uh, medical groups. And so I draw on that uh, experience to help bring practical and workable solutions to sponsors and their sites. Wonderful. Welcome, Jeff. And always good to have a uh, multifaceted perspective when we have our new global impact partner. So great to great to hear your background. Thank you. Uh, Kyle, if you wouldn't mind. Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, great to be here, Jimmy. Um, uh, so Kyle Gibbons, so I'm uh, the vice president here at TPS, um, uh, responsible for our account management. So ultimately, I support um, really the, the bridge between our commercial teams and our operation teams, which Jeff runs, uh, just to really make sure that we deliver um, on the expectations for our key customers, which are the sponsors, um, but also um, as directly and importantly with our sites that we're partnering with um, for our solutions and services. Um, I've been in the industry for about 30 years. Um, most of the, that time, I've really been focused on building large global operational teams um, within the sponsor CRO organizations. A lot of that has been focused around um, process improvement, efficiencies, innovation, um, especially in the technology space where I've been doing a lot in the last few years around uh, the use of analytics um, and big data models um, to really support clinical trial decision making. So um, great to be here. Excellent. Thank you both. You know, we're very excited to have Transformative Pharmaceutical Solutions, TPS, as part of the SCRS Global Impact Partnership Program, uh, some of our more recent additions there. Uh, can you tell our listeners about your organization and why you all decided to become part of the GIP? Sure. So, so TPS is an innovative company that wants to bring practical and reasonable solutions to the research ecosystem. And so we work with sponsors and clinical trial sites in a program that we call Site Choice. And, and Site Choice is focused on fixing some of the personnel constraints that impact sites' abilities to conduct research today. So we think of Site Choice as a solution that can bridge the gap and build a stronger ecosystem between our sponsors and the sites that they need. And, and so we've developed a sponsor-funded opt-in solution in Site Choice that, that gives the sites the opportunity to say that they need support and to dictate what kinds of support is actually brought to their clinical trial site. And the way that we talk about this to our sponsors is, is this is an opportunity for our sponsors to reframe the investment that they have in the clinical trial site to bring practical solutions to the needs of those clinical trial sites. 
And, and we want this to be a collaborative approach between the sponsor and the clinical trial site so that we can target the needs of the industry and, and deliver in ways that will increase the operational efficiency and overall effectiveness of the clinical trial site to be able to uh, contribute both to uh, research and, and function as smoothly as possible. The opt-in component is, is the most important part of site choice. We want sites to be engaged in this service and we want them to have a voice so that they can say to the sponsor exactly what their needs are. And, and we think that by bridging the gap between the sponsor and the clinical trial site, we can make a, a lasting and important difference in the way the re research ecosystem operates. Yeah, and so just to, to add into that, um, Jimmy, I think, you know, as, as Jeff indicated, you know, we really understand the issues that are impacting sites today. Um, it is critical, the amount of resources um, that are not available across our clinical trial sites today to ultimately meet the demands of the sponsors or organizations. We're acutely aware of that. Obviously, the great resignation um, and the pandemic have really um, amplified that issue across our sites. And so we, we really know that set of issues and we're working today with our sponsors and our sites to, to really meet that. You know, but one of the things we really are excited about with the Global Impact Partnership um, Program is that you know for GIP, the topics that the community is talking about are really thinking about the next um, stage or the next generation of clinical trials, right? You know, we're continually evolving, whether that's through um, novel trial designs that we're implementing through the use of um, new technologies, including, including wearable devices to collect more of our endpoint data. Um, or, you know, even more probably um, publicly sort of talked about these days around decentralized trials, right? Um, and, and how we go after patients that need to meet some of the new diversity goals that sponsor companies have. And so when, within the GIP, there's this great think tank model, or a community getting together and talking about where the industry is heading, where are those um, designs and elements going to um, uh, manifest. But most importantly, they're all going to have an impact at the site level. Um, and so we want to be there to listen. We want to hear the sponsor side of this. We want to hear the site side of this so that we can continue to evolve our solutions um, to be ready to tackle those next set of challenges that are ultimately going to be placed on the site community. Well, I thank you both for your answers there. And uh, it, it is great to hear that your focus in the Global Impact Partnership program is exactly what it was intended and designed to enable our community to do, right? And uh, enable you guys to make those connections back to the sites uh, and ena enable the sites to be able to make those connections back to you all to provide valuable feedback and information on the work that you're doing to make sure that it is uh, valuable for that community and, and, and sustainable long-term for the sites. And that really is the number one priority of SCRS and our partners is that site sustainability. So Kyle, I'd ask you, what does TPS feel listening to the site voices does and why is it important for clinical research? I don't think you I would get a lot of arguments if if you know I made the statement that that the clinical research site is probably the most critical part of our clinical research ecosystem. Um, and that's because that is where the patients are ultimately being identified, um, recruited, managed, and ultimately retained through that clinical trial experience. Um, and so for us, everything that comes out of 
uh, a clinical trial process starts really at that that site. Um, and so, you know, I, and as I kind of introduced myself a little bit, you talked about my background. You know, I've always been focused on innovation and how, as an industry, we can do things more effectively within our sponsor organizations, right? But um, we've often thought about quality uh, after the fact. Um, and, you know, a lot of the investments, I would argue, most of the investments um, that the sponsor organizations have made historically has been downstream um, ways of monitoring sites, uh, which is kind of an after, you know, it's after the real uh, important part of the protocol has been executed. The patient's already come to the site um, and that, that visit has already been performed. And so for us, um, we really need to be able to hear the voices of the sites because they have been shouting um, on high um, from the point of that they have continually been challenged to execute these trials with a, a lot of hurdles that the sponsors have ultimately put in front of them and without a lot of additional investment in their ability to be successful, right? So for us, it's really core to our business that we listen to, to the sites and we work with sponsors to refocus them and why that is so important. It goes right to the heart of the, the matter, uh, which is the engagement of our patients and the successful execution of clinical trials. That's great to hear, Kyle, and really awesome as far as focus goes, because not a lot of companies understand the importance of the site and the role that they play, right? We work with a lot of partners that seem to, uh, at times, focus on their their customers, right? Which is some for some the sponsors and CROs, and don't consider the uh, the opinions and the importance of the relationship they have with sites. So it's awesome to hear that being such a core to the business model that you guys have. So thank you for that response. I want to shift gears a little bit now and talk about uh, what your all working on that is most exciting? What is TPS doing from an initiative or program perspective that you all are excited? And, and most importantly, of course, how will that impact our sites? So, so we engage with our sponsors in, in three primary modalities when you talk about the delivery of site choice. And so site choice is designed to help fix problems. And these problems can happen at different points in the life cycle of a clinical study. And so sometimes sponsors use our services to in a rescue capacity, and, and this helps them uh, regain a little bit of momentum in a study that maybe has faltered or, or got off track uh, for a variety of reasons. And so we come in and help support clinical trial sites that, uh, that maybe have uh, lost uh, some staffing or, or had some turnover at their clinical trial site, or for other reasons, you know, weren't able to perform at the level that was expected either by the uh, sponsor or at the site level. And, and so when we come in as a rescue capacity, we frame this conversation both to the sponsor and the clinical trial site as an opportunity to reinvest at the, at the site level in order to change the outcome of the, uh, of the level of productivity that's currently being observed at some or all of the clinical trial sites on a study. The other way that we engage with sponsors at this time is from a more proactive approach. And so, you know, every study is a little bit different and the requirements of these studies may, may warrant additional investment in the support infrastructure available to a clinical trial site. So if it's a high volume, um, large global study that that has a, a major impact, it's fast, and, and there's a lot of activity that takes place at the sites, 
then sponsors are interested in using our services uh, before the initiation of a study so that we can augment some of the uh, support infrastructure at a clinical trial site in order to better operationalize their studies and prevent any bottlenecks or backlogs that may occur as a study rolls out. The final model, and, and perhaps the most uh, interesting model, is the a more strategic portfolio-based model at the, uh, the sponsor company. And, and so this is an opportunity for the sponsors to invest in what we characterize as super sites. So these are the sites that continually deliver high quality research work to their sponsors and perhaps could benefit from additional sponsor funded resources at their clinical trial site. And this allows the site to have an additional level of uh, stability and sustainability when you think about additional workloads that come through the clinical trial site. So it helps tamp down some of the uh, the stressors that are delivered when a, a you know new studies start or they maybe have more volume than anticipated. But it also gives the sponsor the opportunity to further develop that relationship with the clinical trial site and and engage in a way that maybe they hadn't before. And so we're we're really excited from the uh, the the sponsors that have chosen to develop a more strategic approach to how they interact and support their clinical trial sites. And we, and we think that the community of SCRS will ultimately be uh, large benefactors of the types of um, ways that we engage with the uh, sponsors at this time. Yeah, and so, you know, uh, Jimmy, you know, just talked about the modalities of our, our, our solution, but, you know, there's also some very interesting ways that we're um, realizing um, those through kind of very specific solutions that are emerging. And so I want to talk about a few of those. You know, one of the ones that really we're seeing a lot of um, recent interest in uh, is um, the, what we consider naive sites, right? So, you know, if we look at the data historically over many years now, um, the number of sites doing clinical research continues to contract. Um, the number of trials continues to grow. <laughs> so it's created a really perfect storm where the competition is occurring at a very, very few small number of sites. Um, probably one of the other truths um, that we know is that most patients do not want to um, go from their primary or, or specialist physician to another third party medical team um, to participate in a clinical trial. Um, there's situations where that does happen, but that's a really uncomfortable thing for a patient to do. Um, and so when we think about naive sites, um, one of the great examples we're talking about now is, is around how do we, you know, in the Alzheimer's community, um, work within the elder care facilities or the memory units um, where most of those patients live today um, and are seen on a daily basis, but there is no infrastructure to run clinical research. So, you know, there are those very unique populations. We want to be able to take clinical trials to the patients where we can, especially when there's a, a really important untapped patient population that is out there um, that sponsors need to, to, to address. Um, you know, the other two um, models that we wanted to maybe mention, um, both kind of fall under what we consider more of a regional model, sort of a shared model of resources across sites, right? Um, and, you know, uh, this models and there's the two are, one is the clinical raters, um, which you know, really focused a lot on the neuroscience area. Um, obviously, these are really um, experienced, trained resources um, that um, ultimately execute um, those assessments or instruments um, to collect 
data on um, the well-being of those patients. Um, and every one of these indications has different types of ratings um, that they have to do. Again, this is a very limited um, resourcing um, community. There's not a lot of this town out there, and sites need uh, a lot of these resources. We hear almost daily now the needs um, in this space. So we're creating a regional um, model where we can have resources working across sites in high population density areas um, and being able to go across sites so that there's Raiders kind of moving across sites to help um, uh, perform that type of work. And we do realize the importance of the consistency of those ratings. And so managing that model is is, is certainly one of the, the challenges that we have, but it's a critical need, I think, right now. Um, and the last one, again, in kind of the regional model is uh, to support the decentralized clinical trials. The concept of a site is changing. Um, you know, in these models, we're now expanding that site um, definition to actually extend out to the patient's homes in many cases. Um, and these these models require um, individuals that can actually go out as an extension of the site to collect data, potentially administer drug, um, uh, or just, you know, you know perform uh, assessments um, with the patients in their home setting. And so, Home research services um, uh, is really one of the areas that we're also seeing a lot of needs on, uh, especially in, in very specific indications and study designs. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Jeff. A lot of macro issues there that it's awesome to hear you are directly addressing with solutions within the organization, not only from a product standpoint, but also from a um, just from a, a, a focus standpoint, right? A business model standpoint. So thank you uh, again. Lots of lots of big issues there. Uh, and it'll be exciting to see the direction that you take the work that you guys are doing. So what do you see as the future of your relationships with SCRS, Jeff, and through that, the sites? Sure. So SCRS is a site enabling and promoting community. And we think that through our involvement with GIP and ultimately SCRS and their clinical trial sites is that when we join the community, our expectation is that we can incorporate the, the knowledge of the group and the feedback of the group to help drive and mold our service offering, both to the sponsors and the clinical trial sites. And we think that as our services evolve, that that, that feedback and the voice that we can give to the clinical trial sites will ultimately deliver that meaningful contribution to the research ecosystem, allowing sites and sponsors to better work together and and ultimately bring the research to the the patients that uh, have the potential to benefit from it. So we we're really excited about the opportunity to join the group, and and we we certainly value the collective experience and, and look forward to the feedback from the community in order to incorporate those into our service offerings. Excellent, excellent, An exciting direction for sure, and we're very excited as well to have you guys again along for for the journey to help continue to make sites sustainable there. I'd like to end on a question around advice for the sites. What advice do you both have for sites interested in working for you? And how can you and they get in touch or learn about this, the, the programs and, and, and work that your organization is involved in hosting? So uh, one of the things, you know, we've talked about is that, you know, uh, we look for the um, sponsors organizations to ultimately invest in this model and really support the sites through that investment. Right. So 
a lot of our commercial discussions directly are with uh, with the sponsor organization. So if you are a sponsor and interested in TPS services, obviously reach out to us on directly and we'll start those conversations. But more importantly from the site side, um, so when we engage with a um, with a sponsor on a specific needs, again, as Jeff said, that could be study or, or sort of program specific. You know, we work with that site to look at how we communicate and do outreach to to the investigators that have already been um, uh, selected to participate on, on those clinical trials. So I would say if you're on a clinical trial and you receive any communications from your sponsor or from TPS directly about our services, um, one of the most important things to do is just to respond back um, because that'll allow us to start those conversations and working directly with you um, on real uh, near-term opportunities. Um, however, if you're a site that is out there and you, know, you you're either unable to meet the needs of studies you've already committed to or you want to do additional clinical research and your patients are interested in clinical trials but you just don't have the resources today um, there's really two paths I mean one is to talk to your sponsors directly um, and reach out to them just let them know you're looking for these types of services um, so that you can do their clinical trials um, and and they the sponsors obviously will then uh, as I mentioned come uh, and work directly with us um, but we are also happy um, to work directly with the sites um, and to have them contact TPS directly. Um, so, um, you know, there's our webpage. Um, obviously, I think there's information on, on, on the GIP site, Jimmy, for, for um, uh, individual sites to, to at least um, get a hold of us um, and, and to reach out to us directly because, you know, one of the things that we can do together is to frame your needs and work with your sponsors or different sponsors uh, to reach out to them um, sort of in a three-way engagement. Um, because um, they want to hear from sites. And one of the things I've had a great opportunity to do is to talk to some of our sites that are already using our services. And they're coming back to us and asking, so how do we do this with other sponsors and how do we work on this in a continual way? Um, and those are really, really, I think, the, the most um, meaningful discussions that we can have because they really are already understanding um, how we can support them. So um, so I think those that's the, the way to get a hold of us, Jimmy. And um, just to, you know, for on behalf of TPS, really appreciate, you know, the opportunity to, to be part of the GIP and to, to have the chance to share our information in this podcast. So thank you for everything. Absolutely. I appreciate tremendously your joining of the GIP program. I'm sure that many of our site and community listeners also are excited to have the opportunity to engage with you all in the future. So uh, from, on behalf of SCRS and our community, thank you both. Uh, and thank you for being here today and, and, and participating in this interview. So make sure that you register for upcoming summits like our Global Site Solution Summit being held October 7th through the 9th in Hollywood, Florida by visiting our summit page. While you're on our website, check out our other SCRS publications for the community in the publication section of myscrs.org. We appreciate your participation in today's program and look forward to having you join us for more great content. Thanks for listening.